Welcome to Rental Store Roundtable. That's right. We haven't done a roundtable in a long time. Yeah, not since October slash November. Yeah. So just extras episodes. Just, you know, us talking about stuff. And this time it will be interesting to us. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe people that are... People that... Hey, people our age can relate. it's It's a nostalgia episode. It's a... Pretty weird, isn't it? Weird how this whole show is basically like <laughs> nostalgia. The podcast, no, it, it's like specifically catering to us. Yep. Yeah. Eh. Great, great job, me making a podcast. So, <laughs> well, if someone pays us enough money, then we can make it about something else. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this episode sponsored by some weird thing. Hey, I don't know anything about this. Do you? Really? I don't know anything about. Well, that. here's what I looked up. I uh, would. I might know something about something. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> this is an episode where we are going to talk about music, and more specifically, it is top ten albums from our teenage or irresponsible-ish years that we still like today. Does that make sense? Yeah, I tried to stick to that as much as... Okay. So, basically, stuff we listen to as a teen that we still like today. And there are a few stipulations in that there's sort of a window that we have to deal with. And we're all close to the same age. So, our uh, our actual cutoff years are slightly different from one another by, like, one year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, still, we're, we're old people. And when we when we were, like young teenagers it was you know hip to have that new metal because metal oh, needed to yeah. have more like new in it needed more yeah. new. it needed to be more new it needed to have rap and stuff in it and it needed to be slightly more industrial and a lot more annoying and about how annoyed you were with life <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so that's what was going on in music but i don't think it will be necessarily everything on all of our lists so. i don't know it's a good chunk of my list <laughs> well it's i can't stuff, say i don't have any <laughs> it will say it's stuff that we still like now so if you're into late 90s early 2000s nostalgia music stuff that's what we're going to be talking about and each one of us will have a top 10 yeah i have like one to throw under that's sort of a curveball but Okay. That's it. One, well, I got of, one, too one that, out of ten might surprise you. I got one that uh, <laughs> Rodney knows about that you will not be able to guess. Paul. It's pretty ridiculous. And we'll we'll go ahead and say back in the day, um, I was not super into like rap or hip hop. I actually got into that later in life somehow. Usually it's Kid the opposite fact. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was into Kid and Play in like 80s hip hop and very very early 90s hip hop mm-hmm. stuff but like stuff that was coming out while I was a teenager I didn't care about until later and that stuff like Outkast and Goody Mob and the Fugees and stuff oh, okay. St- stuff like that that I got into later the Wu-Tang Clan but their best album is 1993 so I left it off the list I mostly <laughs> knew Wu-Tang Clan from uh, the video game because we would play that on PlayStation 1. <laughs> you played the Wu-Tang video game? Yeah, my friend's brother had it. We played it a fair amount, actually. And you didn't ever play Def Jam Fight for New York? No, I did not. That's that that too came too, too late. Uh, I was no a, longer friends with that person. Got really. a fair amount of connection to Wu-Tang in it. So. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's get down to this list instead of just BSing about stuff. So About Wu-Tang that probably won't be on any of our lists. Wu-Tang's not on my list, partly because the 
Enter the Wu Tang yeah, from said, 1993. So. Cut off. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so we'll get down to the list. I think we'll start with Paul because there's going to be a lot of crossover. Yeah. Um. Right. Let's and see. We'll just we'll just do. We're not. It's any not in any specific order, but it's ten albums. Yeah. So. It's not specific order because this is probably one I put closer to the top. But I'll just start with uh, the beginning of uh, senior year for me, 2003 ish. I think it was. Uh. But this was the album at the time for me and all my friends, but it's uh, a perfect circle. Thirteenth step. Okay, so. that's one I did not remember. Oh, actually. we really? <laughs> I listened to that one a lot too. So, I considered it quite a bit. It was so. great. Um, so we were all into that, and I think it came out like probably over the summer, or maybe even back in the spring. But I just remember at the beginning of the school year. You know, that was our favorite album. Yeah, and the first day of school was um. I, I skipped the first day because they were having Lollapalooza. This okay. came up recently because you mentioned the because Jared Leto kept being in movies we were watching. Yeah, and you mentioned him having a band. I was like, yeah. Oh yeah, I went to a concert they were playing at. <laughs> I did not watch them, so <laughs> it's a big waste because Lollapalooza is like like a dozen different bands performing. They have like two or three, I think two stages. Yeah, um, but it's like an all day thing. I went there and I literally watched two bands. Well, two and a half. I watched uh, Audio Slave, which was Rage Ooh. Against the Machine plus uh, Black Hole Sun. <laughs> yes. Um, I watched them, and I I went for a perfect circle. And then I sort of saw Incubus play a little bit. I was, like, not in the crowd, though. I was, like, off doing stuff. Because most of the day I spent, actually, at, like, the Xbox booth. Because they okay. had... We got to play games, and they had a, a soda dispenser. Oddly enough, it wasn't Mountain Dew. I think it was 7-Up. Okay. So, but, yeah, it was in a shady spot. In a tent, playing video games, drinking some Seven Up. So, <laughs> okay. But yes, went to the concert just for. Do a you remember circle. who else was playing there, other than Thirty Seconds to Mars, Incubus, no. Audio Slave, and Oh, you'll probably Perfect get circle. mad at me for not watching uh, Jane's Addiction. No, it's fine. Okay, I didn't know. I was like, that sounds like a band Rodney would like. So. But they were there, and I didn't watch them. I didn't watch almost yeah. anybody. I mean, I don't necessarily like or hate Jane's Addiction. They're perfectly fine. Okay, well, <laughs> I didn't watch them. I'm not like big on grunge, really. I mean, I like. I like some grunge artists who doesn't like Nirvana, but like, you know. Yeah, I, I don't remember <laughs> everybody else because I didn't watch most of them. Okay. Yeah, I went for a perfect circle. It was fun. It was I mean, I, I couldn't imagine there being a better band in 2003 that were actively playing concerts than, say, Incubus. So. Yeah, Incubus <laughs> was the headliner, but I think we left like during them. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holly would be more mad at you than I would. Sorry, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so yes that's my first one okay so that was a perfect circle, perfect 13, circle 13 step. step is there like a specific song you like on that album um yeah i like the the first one the package and it's like it has a really cool like it's i mean for you it's probably like oh, it's not that difficult but like the just the drums at the beginning it's like does a lot of the like clicking stuff with the sticks like rim <laughs> shots maybe yeah okay I don't just, know, you'd have to... just hitting the like <laughs> rim itself. I think so. Um, uh, we'll we'll worry about that later. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that <clears throat> that's the one that comes to mind immediately. Okay, and their their singles were good too, like "The Outsider" and uh, "Weak and Powerless" was the first one. Okay, Josh, me next. It's not Perfect Circle, is it? It is not. <laughs> I think I'll start perfect with the uh, one that will. I'll say it's probably going to be on at least one other list here. Oh, yeah, you think so? I think so. So, I will go first with 
Aerosmith, Nine Lives. Yep, it's on my list. Yeah, mm-hmm. I that figured will, Rodney would. That will be my next. That will be mine as well on the next thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's Aerosmith, and it's a fantastic album. Yeah, I hesitated to put this on because Aerosmith started in the seventies, but this album was huge. It came out like right after um, Armageddon came out. Yeah, and it did not have the Armageddon song on it. So <laughs> I just remember this was one of them that. Because before this one, it had been a long time since they had really released anything. I think it was three or four years, yeah. Yeah. I can't, I'm not a super big Aerosmith expert, but... I have some knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I'm I'm any kind of expert on any band. Like, I kind of know things about them and a couple trivia things, but nothing really beyond that. When did you first hear Nine Lives? Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a hard one. <laughs> probably, probably when I was learning to drive, and like that was one of the songs that would come on the radio because you know it okay. was it was a newish song. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I think we heard it when they were doing a like a Grammy performance, and we were uh, like, we have to get this. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So yeah. So that's mine. Aerosmith Nine Lives. Yep. Cool cool album, 1997. Yep. So, it so. came in, I gave myself, I think 95 was about the oldest I would let myself go. Okay. And even then it was kind of like, eh. All right, Rodney, so you got to stick to the number theme. So far we have 13 and we have nine. What's your numbered <laughs> no, album? No, I'm also going to do Nine Lives so that we can get it all oh, okay. out of the way at once. I, I, that makes I sense. guess that makes sense. If, if yeah. you choose one that all of us have, so we that's, all have There's going to be a couple it. of rounds then where Rodney and I, one of us will say it next and be like, yep, the one he yep, said. We don't one. have to do it that way, but <laughs> just, to, that way. just to start off so No, it makes sense to talk about it all at once. Instead yeah. of Big fan of Aerosmith. Love it. Um, so thirteen nine nine. That's yeah. Cool. So nine lives is also on my list. So there you go. <laughs> but I like falling in love. Is hard on the knees. That's great. I, I love the second. I think it's the second to last, or is it the very last song? Fallen angels. Anyway. Oh, uh, I think that's the last one. Okay. Yeah. Attitude adjustments. My least favorite song on that album. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's it's, it's not good. quite as Tasted good as in- some. I think the problem is is. A lot of their other songs on there are so awesome that it's yeah. It's not that it's bad. It's just oh well, it's not as good as these other yeah. That's the thing. It's like ones. it's the worst song on that album, and it's like one of that gets better than almost all of Aerosmith's output before that mm. <laughs> or yeah. after. So it's just lightning in a bottle. This album. Oh so, yeah. So that's also my number ten. Go ahead and go with Paul again. All right. Well, I'm going to keep keep the nine theme going, the numbered. My next one is Nine Inch Nails, The uh, Fragile. So that's also on my list. <laughs> Guess what? We'll just... That's on mine as well. Oh, so we can all talk so about it right all now. All of us are talking about so Nine Inch Nails. I pretty certain Holy this crap. would be on everyone's so list. 13, nine, nine, and then three more nines. <laughs> um, but now, this to, one... To be fair, the only I asked Rodney about this, and my only thought was, is someone going to go with downward spiral and the rest of us are gonna go with fragile or what <laughs> yeah um for me i do have a little story of why okay i like this one um well a couple stories but the main story is i this is so weird i don't even know how to explain for some reason in high school there were some girls that somehow found out where i lived and would leave me presents i guess 
I I never found out who they were. So, like, I don't know why they did this. They left me and and they somehow, like, found out I was at at, uh, Jordan's house one weekend and I, like, fell asleep. And they're like, oh, there's a call for you here. Somehow they found out Jordan's number. And that's, called there. Oh my creepy. gosh! That's and I was like, disturbing. I don't know. I, like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> but one of the times uh, they left, this was so great because it really pissed my friend Gary off because he was staying over the night and he parked his car, you know, on the street in front of our house. And we went out the next day. There was this little bag on his, uh, like, on his side view mirror. And we open it up like, whoa, what is all this stuff? Oh, man, there's like some stuff and like an FYE gift card and all this. And I'm like, what? This is crazy. And then somewhere in there it said like that it was addressed to me. And Gary got so pissed off. He's like, this is bullshit. Girls are leaving presents for you on my car. (laughs) And he like wanted to keep the stuff because it was on his car. That's awesome. It was funny. But anyway, one of the things was an FYE gift card and they overcharged for CDs. And so it was a $25 gift card and the fragile was about $25 because it was like a two CD thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, I can just use the gift card and get this. And that's what I use my gift card for. Okay. So, nice. Yeah. So that's my story. Um, <laughs> but we can all talk about what we like on it. Yeah. I, I love Nine Inch Nails a lot. I mean, this is, this is undoubtedly their best album, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's a double LP. Very cool. Do you like left or right? Um, I think left for me is what I listen left? to more because it's yeah. the first one. Yeah. Well, and also <laughs> the weird thing for me is like some of my favorite songs. My favorite is just like you imagined the song that has like no singing. Yeah. It's just, um, it has that really cool bass line though. Like do, 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 do. And that pretty much goes the whole yeah. song, but it's like the glue that holds the song together. But I also like that one because that's, um, back in high school again, Gary and Jordan, who I mentioned. Uh, that was a song we were actually able to all sort of play together well enough because teenagers, okay. no drums, just us. Uh, we taught J-Man to play the bass line because it was easy. And then Gary and I played the other parts. But there was a live video of Nine Inch Nails like practicing that song. And I actually liked the practice video better than the album version of the song. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, we would watch that video a bunch and then learn to play it ourselves and thought that was really cool. Okay. Any specific memories about this album? I do Josh? have one that was really... It's actually really funny, and it was related to a friend of my cousin who got a part-time job. He lived in the sticks of Utah. Okay. But somehow his friend managed to get, like, a, I don't know if it was apprenticeship or just kind of, like, a part-time job at, like, the local radio station. Okay. And so, like, they let him put on music and anything. Mind you, this is one of those towns where everyone's asleep by, like nine anyway mm, yeah but somehow my cousin who knew him tried to convince him that after a certain time he should put on you know the non-traditional music that Ooh. they played and the thing that was really funny with it is rather than getting an edited copy he somehow played the album he somehow played the album copy and played closer oh oh closer okay. yeah he played uncut <laughs> closer over the radio waves that was the last day he worked there <laughs> oh, okay. Fun. No, I, I like The Fragile. I think it's a very interesting album overall. Like, it's it's nice to it's nice to sit through, even though it's very long. I love. Uh, I'm looking forward to joining you finally. That's an album. That's a song on the second. Yeah. And yep. right. 
It's it's very cool. My least favorite is actually on right as well, though. It's Starfuckers. I was going to say, did that's the song I thought you were going to say he put on with Starfuckers Incorporated. Yeah. yeah, that was the one that actually had like a music video and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good song. That. I just, it's my least favorite. I don't know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think my favorite for, you know, songs that actually have singing or the one I would go to is Wearing This Together. Oh, yeah. That one's really like, good. I like The Wretched. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Cool. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't have any specific memories about it, except that we used to play it all the time. It was, <laughs> it was around the time when, like, Cody was dating this one girl, and it was a very weird, weird Oh, boy. Thing. So, anyway. <laughs> so, that's all of our number, number nine. <laughs> yep. Jeez. Awesome. Okay. Nine Inch is great. So, let's move on. Should we mix up the order, or should it go right back to me? Uh, we can ahead. just have Josh start the next round. Okay, that's fine. Since yeah. I kind of, yeah. Oh, all right, okay. we can do that. So, do I want to go with something to that might be on other people's list first, or get weird? I'm going to end up like Brendan on <laughs> movies. Oh, darn! <laughs> somebody All right, takes so my we'll, kitty cat. We'll put oh, on yes. what is one of my favorite uh, holiday albums here. Holiday albums? Yes, not mm. Christmas holiday, though. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Fourth of so July I'm going to put down Flogging Molly, Drunken Lullabies. Awesome. Not on my list. Not on mine but... either. Though. Oh, I managed to beat you guys at one of these yeah <laughs> i want a fourth of july album big, be big fan of this album songs, i love this I album i listen to it basically all of march yeah i pretty much have one that alternates between like foggy molly dropkick murphy's okay you know that's my saint patrick's day stuff that starts two weeks before and goes two weeks after nice that's, that's this album right here right. yes indeed right <laughs> I, 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 have I a keep box forgetting. With to, yeah, I keep forgetting. <laughs> uh, so, one day we'll invest in a video here was, camera. Here was oh, nine lives. Nine by lives. Aerosmith, yep. Yeah, and then got another nine in there. And here was yeah. uh, fragile. <laughs> oh, oh my discs. Halo I'll, I'll fourteen. All right, I want to look keep, at this. Keep going. <laughs> I do have this. Keep though. going, Paul's, Josh. Paul's got to explore the. Oh, I have it. I just haven't well, pulled I know. it out in a while. Well, mine's the same way. Is it? You know, I have everything digitized. Back when that was, you know, the new thing to do, you'd put in your CDs and turn them into... Burn CDs. Burn or CDs. Or MP3s if you had an MP3 player. Yeah, if you are one of those fancy people. <laughs> yeah, just so you guys know, I am a bit of a music collector. I'm a bit of yes. a collector of a lot of things. I should <laughs> oh, stop yeah. collecting stuff. Go yes. ahead. Especially Flogging if it comes Molly. on discs. <laughs> yep. Flogging Molly. But yeah, it's... <laughs> I just love that one. <laughs> I had, I have to put that on because it's one that always comes up for me, like yeah. on a yearly basis. So. I didn't know if you're gonna put this on your on your list, but what's your favorite uh, flogging Molly song on this one? Oh, on this one, <laughs> oh god, I can't. I'm trying to remember right now off the top of my head. What's left of the flag? That's my favorite one. Oh, that is a good one. <laughs> I actually think probably. Drunken Lullabies itself is probably one of my favorites. Good good open to an album. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but that's mine. Cool. Who wants to go next? I uh, guess I'll we can I just continue I'll go on around. Rodney. So I'm gonna go with one that is not on uh it it, it might be on Paul's list. Nah. I'll, I'll we'll do one out. that I'll do one that I know is not on Paul's list. How about that? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Marcy Playground. That is not on my list. I figured it would be. Yes. So, are you guys familiar with Marcy Playground? I no. am not. <laughs> All right. So, this is an awesome band. 1997, <laughs> I believe this one. I think Holly is. She's grinning very much. 
She knows because I listen to it all the time. It's right oh, here. Okay. Right here, Marcy Playground. This is actually, I think, my second copy. As was The I've, Fragile was my second copy because I, I wore the I've hell out of that. I think I've seen you playing that one. <laughs> awesome. Awesome album. So, for those of you who don't know, one time, a long time ago, they released a single called Sex and Candy. Oh, yep. It's oh, okay. There we of, go. <laughs> it's like basically one of their worst songs. So. <laughs> so, of course, it became the popular one. Yep. <laughs> Isn't that the way that's it goes? how the radio works yeah that's that's one of the worst things about the album is like ah, oh, this is the worst song on here but uh sherry frazier is amazing yeah holly knows i listen to this album like all the time to this day so <laughs> they're very nerdy we've got songs such as a cloak of elven kind on their <laughs> album list all right yeah this is I like that <laughs> this is a damn fine album it's very like quiet and indie rock especially compared to stuff so far yeah not a lot of new metal yet so paul yep i was just thinking (laughs) is it time time to break out the new metal metal with the the old school champions corn k-o-r-n despite what monk said them spelling it wrong they knew what they were doing did Um, you did you cave in or did you do the one that we talked about um i know i was trying to decide between two of them but i think i'm gonna go with mine (laughs) I'm going to go with, it was a, I'll say it was a close call between two of them. And yes, Rodney's holding it. Untouchables <laughs> is what I went okay. with. Okay. The fifth one. Um, yeah, that was one. That was the first time we got like an advanced copy of an album. But I mean, it was just somebody that my, one of my sister's friends is like, I have the, you know, I found that online like two months before the album came out or something. Yeah. So we were listening to it like that whole summer before it came out or whatever. Yeah. I listened to the, uh stolen one first yeah and it had different titles for all the songs so when yeah. the real one came out i was like wait this song is this song and this one is also like the a... songs were different mixes too yeah like actually i miss one of them it's one of my least maybe my least favorite on the album it's called beat it up right oh uh, yeah it had like a cool weird bass thing but the it had an intro that they cut from the final album of like a detuned piano oh, yeah. playing the same tune and that was cool and then they cut it this is uh, not on your list josh Okay. Corn okay. um, <laughs> is not this album. Oh, no. That's I have okay. to go in the other room because I didn't expect this. <laughs> um, yeah, this was the one I was telling you. I, for whatever reason, went back to listen to this slash watch some music videos like yeah. some months ago and found out that Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad is in, in the in Thoughtless, thoughtless. Yeah. <laughs> music video, which is a good one. Um, I think I'm going to I'm going to go predict. Oh, OK. Hold on. Keep keep talking. Okay. I'm just I'll gonna just grab keep it. Talking about this here album, <laughs> but yeah, it was a big deal when it came out, um, but also before it came out. But I think just looking at the track list, I think my favorites. I really liked Hollow Life, which I knew as Falling Through Time, but then <laughs> they changed all the uh, all the titles on me. I'm trying to think. Here to stay. I'm just looking at the track list. That was the first single. Makes sense. I'm looking at these titles, and honestly, I remember a lot of the bootleg titles. So I'm like, which one is that? Uh, <laughs> but I also think one of my favorites was actually Alone I Break, which is, was Ooh, very different one, yeah. sounding. Cause it was like, I like this album cause Jonathan Davis, instead of, I mean, he still screams, obviously it's new metal, <laughs> all that, but this one, he would do a lot more actual singing. This is, this is one of my favorites too, by the Alone way. <laughs> I Break. Yeah. Uh, it's just, and it was a thing I saw an interview with them where monkey was talking about how, um, you know. He's saying, you know, yeah, we might lose some fans along the way because we're changing our sound or whatever. But, you know, we want to grow as artists, blah, blah, blah. And also, yeah. but I just like he's like saying how he was really proud of Jonathan Davis because he actually took like vocal lessons before 
this album or like maybe for the past two albums but yeah yeah so he did a lot more like he did a lot more actual singing versus just yelling in this album so <laughs> yeah i Alone, like that alone i break is amazing i think here to stay is possibly one of the best singles to open an album, album yeah. ever that's a really good that's one. that's the biggest problem with untouchables is that song is so fucking good and <laughs> then it immediately is followed up with make-believe but like i don't remember what that song because i see, remember the boot I, I feel like that is the one that's like really weak kind of yeah it's like well what are you gonna do to follow up here to stay let's just put this one here i guess let people <laughs> down a little bit then build it back up yeah but yeah oh, such an awesome album but yeah i think hollow life <laughs> and alone i break would be my yeah my picks great great songs awesome stuff all right so the new metal has kicked off so <laughs> you don't have to continue that trend but I, we should move on to josh now yeah we should well since we're there since we're already there i have corn on there as well but i have follow the leader Ooh, oh okay oh no i i picked up oh, issues. No. <laughs> okay, uh... so, go ahead i'm not gonna like go find it so no that makes sense <laughs> no that was one of those there a huge chunk of uh, oh, yeah. everyone I hung out with. In junior high, this was the album. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. For sure. And listen to that one a lot. Again, that, Untouchable. Like, they had a lot of good that stuff. That Freak on this. a Leash music video, I think, got them I a think, lot of new fans. I think that's the thing that me really included. won me over is the Freak on Leash music video. Because that was, that was definitely one that was probably one of the earliest music videos i've seen of a song i actually can oh, yeah, remember that was, that was crazy i mean it was an expensive video i i really liked got the life as a single so. oh yeah I oh that's a that good one. one yeah like the of the era for this genre of music i i can so distinctly remember freak on the leash and now the album's not on mine it might be on one of yours but uh sobers music video oh yeah tool so from tool <laughs> i oh, can tool distinctly remember crazy that one too videos. yeah so yeah, yeah we're keeping up the it's corn a good one corn follow the leader yep <laughs> big album probably their biggest until they made issues but yeah, yeah. They, pretty crazy crazy <laughs> stuff was is this album the one that has children of the corn with, yep. like, yep. Cypress, with, with Craig. cypress hill i yep. know oh, it's, it's it's ice cube oh it's cube children of the corn okay i'm oh, the first yeah. born yeah. <laughs> oh they must have done cypress hill with uh on life is peachy right I uh think, maybe I i'm not sure i think so peachy. At Cypress Hill. I know they liked their rap collaborations. Yeah. <laughs> cool stuff. Ice Cube, man. So Heck Yeah. All right. So there's mine. All right. And I'm going to just go ahead and say mine was also Untouchables <laughs> to move <laughs> this along. We talked about Untouchables to death. Awesome album. 2002. Yeah. So I, I think Corn fans are like, are disturbingly rabid. Like they're, <laughs> they're very into Corn. I, yeah, I don't know what that's about. I see. I fell off after they did one more album after Untouchables that I liked way less. It's like take a look in the mirror. Yeah, there was like one or album. two songs that I was okay with, and the rest is like, no. Like, oh, this is yeah, this is like a little. I saw a video of him when they were promoting the album wearing a Cannibal Corpse shirt. I was like, oh no, what's happened? <laughs> <laughs> so they backtracked on their sound from yeah. uh, after expanding with untu- issues and Untouchables. Yeah, and then they regressed and then i stopped yeah. listening to him. <laughs> take a look in the mirror is not very good i think i listened to the one after that the one that's like super dubstepy and i was like this is awful uh, i know See, and, I, I had already fallen off by that point but so. i think they they made one in like i haven't listened to any of the ones in between but they made one called like i can't remember i think it's from 2017 and that's there really was, good yeah that's what i heard people like oh, okay. there's 
I know they had one one new good one. It was something about like uh, something of like Serenity of Suffering or something like that. I don't know. It was some title like that, but people said it was actually really good. Yeah, I think it's 2017. Yeah, it was a new one. I knew that. Interesting. But anyway, so Untouchables is also on my list. That's my my next one. So that's number four-ish slash. I'll I'll go down the list to make it easier for me. Okay. Yeah. That's four. Wait, so are we on five now? And am I going or are you going? Uh, Since we had a shared one. Well, everyone did corn, so (laughs) I'll I'll let you go. Okay. It'll possibly be shared. Uh, eh, Probably not on this one. I'm going to go with corn's little brother. Since we're going with new metal. Corn's little brother. Corn's little brother. I'm doing Edema, the original one, the first album. Okay. I can't pull that one out. I don't have it. That's fine. Uh, But that was another one at the time. It was big for me and my friends. It was kind of cool. It was like leftover members from other bands. Like um, maybe I shouldn't mention them because it's another band I'm going to mention. It was their drummer and then like various guitarists and bassists. We talked about that band a lot. (laughs) The the various Bakersfield bands uh, got together and they were fairly successful for like two albums and they broke up and that's what bands do. Yeah. They tour for a little bit, break up, get back together, break up. But Edema was huge when this was going on, actually. Yeah. So I found out I was um, looking into it because I knew it was like, it's Korn's little brother. That's cool. It was like his Jonathan Davis's half brother was the lead singer. So, um, yeah, so I got into it before the album came out. Actually, I was part of their, I wasn't actually, but they'd like to promote the album, like join the Edema street team and you could like print stuff to put up. I didn't do that, but it gave you like early access to some of the songs. Okay. So I was, I was one of the first people that called into X96 to request giving in because that was their first single. Okay. <laughs> and I made my friend call too. And then, so, you know, back in the days when you would actually call into a radio station to request songs and the person, you know. So it was satisfying to be listening to the radio and then, you know, the DJ guy's like, well, we've had a couple of requests for this one tonight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so. I've got to give it to X96. They would play practically anything you requested, even if it was weird and obscure. They yeah. had like an obs- like a request time period. It's like, I want to hear Nirvana's Floyd the Barber. It's like not a single of, I think it's on Bleach from 1989. No one really remembers. Um, they played it. Hey. <laughs> Good for them, X96. Yes. So this album was 2001, the Edema one. I'm just looking at the track listing. I actually listened to the whole thing last night, so I should know it better without having to look <laughs> at it. But I think my favorites um, would be that one I mentioned. Their first single is actually really good, Giving In. And apparently they got back together, but now they have the one of the guitarists from Orgy as their lead singer somehow. Mm. So, But like the rest <laughs> of the band is the same. It's, it's a weird, like again, all those bands mixing together. Uh, but they still play that one live, apparently. Uh, but listening to it last night, I think my other favorites, my favorite would be the last one, Trust. Okay. That one's really good. And then another one, this is kind of semi, could be depressing subject matter for the song, but it's called Speculum. Okay. And I remember reading an interview about what that song was about. It was about, um, I don't know. He just said one of the guys in the band, so it wasn't necessarily the singer or it could okay. have been. And yeah, but, uh, basically knocking a girl up and then she got an abortion and he found out afterward. Okay. I was like, oh, so like being depressed about that, but also pointing out like in the song, the lyrics are saying, you it's not like blaming the girl because one of the lyrics are like, if I could have known, I can't say what I would have done, you know? Yeah. But it was just like, a, I don't know, I guess finding out after the fact they were all depressed. So, but it's a yeah. really good song. But then when yeah. you know about what it's about, you're like, ooh, all right. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I'm going to. Yeah. I like that one. I, I saw know. them live like three times and I actually met them three times somehow. 
Crazy. We would just wait outside by where the tour buses were and they had to come out eventually. <laughs> but like, <laughs> that's well, that how something. it works. Yeah, that is how it works. So if you ever want to meet a band, especially if they're not the big band, if they're the smaller band, the opening band, you just need to do that and they'll they'll come out eventually. It's a lot easier if it's a smaller venue and their tour bus is literally, eh, literally just parked on the sidewalk in front of the venue. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's my number five. Is that? Yeah, I think that's five. Okay. So number five for Josh. All right. I think mine will probably start diverging more from you guys's at this point. That's fine. I, I got one. I got a few on here that might. I have one curveball to throw in somewhere. I so have I'm multiple curveballs. <laughs> I got a few on here. So I'm gonna throw out from mine. I'll go with the Offspring. As weird <laughs> as it is, I'm gonna go Greatest Hits because that's the first album of theirs I actually have. <laughs> okay. That works actually is kind of like a cheat. He's like, greatest hits. I get to pick all these different songs from different eras. Well, and okay. that was kind of the reason why I got that one too. Because, you know, in high school, you're not exactly rolling in dough. So it's like, well, the greatest hits has my favorite songs. So yeah. I guess I'll get that one. And then I can get the other ones later. I yeah, have makes sense. always been a non-greatest hits person. I own so few greatest <laughs> oh, hits I, albums. I do not doubt that at all. <laughs> But You're too much of a purist, Rodney. <laughs> no, it's not that. I, I do have some greatest hits albums, but usually it's like from bands that primarily released singles, like the Ronettes. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> I didn't mention the, the this, greatest but... hits is the only yeah, way to it's get like, it's the best way to get all of their stuff at the same time. So all right. Anyway, so, so go yeah. ahead, Offspring. <laughs> You're a big I, Offspring fan. Yeah, I, I like the Offspring. That's the problem is you guys know all this history and stuff and. I'm like, I, I like them. What's your well, favorite me, a lot Offspring of it is just song? Remembering stories from high school. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, Offspring song? Uh, you're going to go Far Kids, probably one of my favorites. Okay. Did you remember that uh, the meaning of life is in the soundtrack to the Tekken anime? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> did you remember that they're on the Batman Forever soundtrack? I did remember that. Yeah. Smash mm. it up. Awesome. That's the thing with Offspring is I was really, I liked them before they became really famous for like Pretty Fly for a White Guy. It's like, oh, I, yeah, I, remember I that don't one. like that song very much. And it's like, what the hell happened to this band that I thought was cool? <laughs> uh, that just reminded yeah. me, sorry, back when the earlier internet days when people first discovered making midis for songs and they had a Pretty Fly for the white for a White Guy midi version. Okay. And like the instrument for singing was just really silly sounding like because there's that part where it's like, let's say, like, give it to me, baby, or something. Yeah. And it would go like, uh-huh, uh-huh. But, like, oh, yeah. it was this MIDI, like, going. <laughs> it was, like, it was really silly. So, like, you know, <laughs> like, imagine 90s or early 2000s MIDI quality on computers. Yeah, it was yeah. funny. Mm, love that. Oh, man, <laughs> back in the those days of the internet where you just download, like, weird random stuff. Yep. Back in the file sharing days Agreed. of Kazaa. Agreed. <laughs> yep. So... So that was your number five? That's my number five. Okay. Well, I think I might end up I might end up stealing this one. So I'm going to have to go with... Hold on. He's going with hold on. No, I'm going to take a drink. Oh, he's, he's getting the real thing here. Oh. I it is System it. of a Down's oh, no! Toxicity. Oh, okay. oh darn! <laughs> <laughs> that one was uh, an honorable mention of mine. That is okay, on well, my list. It doesn't list. have to be an honorable <laughs> mention anymore. That's true. Now it's just on okay. So, System of Down's Toxicity. You know, I did oh, this listen... This another one I listened to the whole thing last night. Yeah. In preparation for this. I did listen to this a fair amount in high school and stuff, but I wasn't obsessed with it. I became more interested in it as an adult, honestly. Mm -hmm. 
it's and this i listened to all of my albums multiple times for my top tens this album holds up so well it's insane (laughs) yeah like it's such a good album (laughs) i just couldn't believe it the whole time i listened to it multiple times for it damn fine yeah there was that night we were i guess both listening to i was looking at music videos and like, oh my gosh, Ariel's is so good. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's so damn and good. And that was one I actually learned on guitar in high school, except I didn't do the proper tuning because they tune their guitar lower. Yeah. So I learned the drop D version instead of like C or whatever that they do. But Yeah, that makes you know. sense. But I couldn't yeah. be bothered to detune every string. <laughs> this this album is so insanely political, though. It's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, oh, the first song, Prison. Yeah, Prison about song. the prison system and everything. Oh, man. But a lot of the a lot of the songs are like that. And props oh, yeah, to are. these guys because they're highly influenced by traditional Middle Eastern music. Yeah, this came out a little bit before nine eleven. Oh, did it? And then post nine eleven, they released another album that was even more influenced by Middle <laughs> Eastern traditional music. So these guys are fucking awesome. Nice. Yeah, that's all the, I can say. <laughs> I can't remember what what ethnicity are they? They're so bold. You know, I can't necessarily. I can't remember. Say. It's not Turkish, but it's something else. Yeah, uh, you know. But yeah. They're so damn bold. Like all their names, like Serge Tonkian, yeah. Darren Malakian, or something <laughs> like... Uh, such a damn good album. It really is. Yeah. See, I like this one a lot. I mean, we're but I'm just going to have this be next on my list, too. Okay. Because... So that will be your six. Yeah, it'll be my six, because <laughs> we're talking about... I'm going to grab the disc here, check it out. I think, well, yeah, if, if I had to choose... I mean, I know it was one of the... Uh, the singles but aerials was so good that's... yeah aerials is so awesome <laughs> and same with toxicity was a single too and that's also really good yeah. yeah um so those two are probably my favorites um although i will give it actually another one i don't think it was a single is forest like oh yeah yeah that yeah, one's really good awesome yeah but also specifically this is the thing i was like oh i have such strong memories associated with that album because for whatever reason when this album came out nearly every day after school we'd go to my friend gary's house Put on this album and just play Castlevania Symphony of the Night. <laughs> like, a lot. We played it. We did, you know, like, we played through it multiple times. And we would do the weird, like, Sword Brothers cheat where you can get outside of the map and get extra map coverage. Okay. And uh, that fo- song, Forest, I remember in the, like, chapel, there's a forest in the background. And that's where you could get out and see more of the map so you could actually see more of the forest. Yeah. And so that song, I remember listening to that song and being outside of the castle <laughs> in Symphony of the Night getting extra map coverage. So That makes sense. Yeah. So I, I used to record, like I would put a VHS in just to record like MTV or MTV2 or much music mm-hmm. like all the time. And then I would be like, oh man, I love these music videos. So then I would record those ones to different VHSs and kind of make a mixed VHS of like... <laughs> a mixed ta- literally a mixtape, yeah, but not but of VHSs of music videos. <laughs> That's funny. And like, I, I watched Chop Suey so many times, oh, that yeah. music video. It was ridiculous. Anyway. Yeah, very, very good. And yeah, like you said, still holds up. It's awesome. So that was my and number yeah. five. And now it's Paul's oh, number six. Yeah, I want to mention one other. It's not technically on here, but it was an unreleased. Uh, it was probably in some like special import edition or a single, but they had a an acoustic song called Roulette or whatever. Oh, yeah. I that one, that too, yeah. it was. So it wasn't technically from this album, but it was. It was like the same yeah, time period or recording of... session. But that one's really good. That would be. That would be one of my favorites on the album if it were actually on the album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's, that's again, good. this was back during the days of Kazaa and all the file sharing. So oh, yes, yes. I found it that way. Kazaa, hey. Yeah, Kazaa. <laughs> Kaza? I don't know how you... I always say yeah. Kazaa. Yeah, LimeWire. Napster was dead by then, though. Yeah. Yep. They killed Napster, but the other one's like, okay, we'll just... 
be here yeah. doing the same L- thing. LimeWire was mine of choice. <laughs> nice. Oh, yes. That's what I was going to say. LimeWire, iMesh. Yep. All right. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> I will go, go on to... Uh, no, I'm going to the next one because that's... That was your six. That was my six. So we're now on seven then. That's, yeah. Oh, but I've well, only got your, five. Yeah. No, wait. Because that was my number five wait, and so it was your number six. So we're skipping to Josh. Yeah. Yes. That's back to me. Yes, it is back to you. <laughs> that's. I knew that All had right. to work somehow. See, and at this point, I'm like, oh, man, yeah, I can definitely tell our ours is going to diverge. <laughs> is it? Probably. Because for my next uh, one, I'm going to go with... Smash uh, Mouth All-Star? Nope. <laughs> I'm going to go Blink-182, Enema oh of the State. Oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. Th- this is funny, because yep, I, I almost this put this as an honorable mention on my... Or it was going to be one, because like, we listened to it a lot back then, because I, for some reason, thought it was funny. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, this was one of them, because you two had a very different thing, where anything that I wanted to listen to, I had to have my parents Ooh, approve. I see. So, a lot of my music taste from this area was stuff that I liked the music of and could get away with. And then, you know, my bad music was stuff I had to get from other people. Like, that was my contraband. Lime wire Nine Inch Nails albums yeah, and corn okay. albums. Interesting. Well. What were some songs that, off this CD? Yeah. Is, the I'm two kinda... big ones that everyone remembers is What's My Age Again? That's the and one, And yeah. there was one more. It was real big. <laughs> I don't. I know a lot of Blink One Eighty Two songs, but I couldn't tell you which ones were which. Yeah. It, did they do the, "Say the, It Ain't So"? Is that, that on this album? Right. Do, 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 that is one of theirs. Do, 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 do. Is that on this album? Something, I think that was on the other one. Me. Okay. The, the oh, damn no, it song was also that's on, on uh, all the small things. Oh yeah, that's what it was called. Yep. <laughs> um. And then there was the song "Damn It," but that wasn't on the album. It was on the previous one. But yeah. I always associate that with the movie, the nineties high school movie with clarissa wanting people to sign her yearbook oh yeah, yeah. uh sabrina what's yeah. her name melissa joan hart yeah uh what's it called that you know that high school movie i don't know what it's called <laughs> why am i blanking on this yeah. i watched it recently i i this is clearly not in my wheelhouse it's not <laughs> it's not a hundred years old paul and seth green thinks so he's a rapper i don't know what it is uh no i don't know but it, the anyway that blink 182 song plays at the end when the party gets busted up Anyway, and so I think Blink- I think another reason why this is one is I think it might I can't remember it might have been either them or it could have even been Offspring. I remember they had songs on the SSX. Oh, games. you know, Bl- oh, I, there I, you I think Blink One Eighty Two might have had one on. I think they did. It something. might not have been from this album, but I remember hearing yeah. them like, "Oh, that's awesome! They're in here." <laughs> I remember Blink One Eighty Two being on Amplitude. Oh yes, I do too. <laughs> Yes. I think movie. that was uh, Girl at the Rock Show, wasn't it? Yep. Okay. I remember the movie. It's Can't Hardly Wait. Oh, and yeah. it's about yeah, Ethan okay. Embry trying to write a love note about Pop-Tarts to the girl that's not Sarah Michelle Gellar. I barely remember <laughs> The brown-haired one. Movie, Hewitt. Yeah. Love Hewitt. Yes. I think she's Hewitt? the girl. Yes. And that's I that movie. I couldn't figure out. I just can remember her name. <laughs> okay. So that was your six, yep. Blink-182. So I'm going to have to move to a six now. Yes, and indeed. And let's go with something that's not Paul's. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I think it's time. I think it's time Uh-oh. to talk about this one. Let's talk about U2 Pop. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> you know how we talked about U2 a fair a amount? Lot for, in, uh, <laughs> it was American an American Psycho, Psycho yeah. Yep. Okay. So this is one of the first albums I bought on my own. 
Okay. This is from 1997. So I started buying albums like heavily in 1997. That was the first year. Although the first album I actually bought was a Queen album. but mm. So I do have good taste, I promise. But <laughs> yeah, this, this album, when it came out, I was so damn excited for it. Um, Staring at the Sun is one of the big s- songs. Uh, most people know If God Would Send His Angels, because that was played all over the radio. Oh, yeah. It's the worst song on this album. Yep. <laughs> and... What's really crazy about this album is like U2 was going through a bit of an identity crisis. So the whole thing that was going on was Bono would keep hearing people say, oh, man, is, you know, U2, that weird pop band and stuff at like parties. And he's oh, like, yeah. We're not a pop band. I don't know why people keep saying that. And so he released this super anti-pop thing called pop. Yes. <laughs> It's it's kind of industrial techno influence, so it's very different for U2's like general musical stylings. But they were going through this thing where they released a couple albums that were like dystopian future consumerism thing going on where they're like commenting on that, and this is one of them. Yeah, okay. But Wake Up Dead Man, very, very cool, very somber and sad song. Miami, I think everybody, a lot of YouTube fans like Miami now, but awesome. But what's weird is this album was unfinished, and a lot of the tracks that got released on here were like turned in the day that they were to press the album. Oh man, pretty ridiculous. So a lot of them changed from what you hear on this album, like right away. So like first printing would have been the rare versions and then no like this this is that they left it that way oh okay but when they were playing them live they were drastically different oh okay and a lot of times better yeah but this is a weird time capsule yeah i i like you too and this is the last album of theirs that i truly think is a good album (laughs) beyond this they were making songs for tomb raider soundtracks and stuff (laughs) so they just became worse and worse. And didn't they do like Spider-Man on. the musical? Oh, yeah. They did. Uh, Bono and the Edge did Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Bono and the Edge also wrote songs for Clockwork Orange the musical. Oh. And you want another crazy tie-in to January? Hmm. They wrote the music to the GoldenEye theme. Oh, all right. Oh. There you go. So they okay. don't always do bad things. Just turn off the dark. <laughs> so... All, All right. right, so you two seven pop. now? Yeah, I I'm I just did six. Yeah, so oh, sorry. Were, if I start off seven. seven. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so mine is it's going to be weird because it's really only focusing on uh, five tracks, but it's the the Queen of the Dam soundtrack. Okay, Ooh, specifically okay. the songs Jonathan Davis wrote for the <laughs> the movie as like Lestat's songs. What is this thing that Xana wrote down on your paper? <laughs> oh, she says that uh, System of Down there, in fact, Armenian. Okay. Which Zana is one quarter Armenian. That so makes she sense. could feel it in her blood. Well, now you her should Armenian remember it, Paul. <laughs> was, I was thinking, I'm like, are they... <laughs> so yeah, there we go, Armenian. They they survived the genocide just like Zana's family. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not a funny thing. That makes thing, sense. But, um, but yeah, so the, the five Jonathan Davis songs were uh, Not Meant For Me, which on the album, Wayne, uh, Static. Wayne Static did that one. Yeah. Uh, Forsaken, That's which disturbed. disturbed guy did that one. David Dreamin. Uh System, Lincoln Park, yeah. Chester Bennington. He did that one on the album. Rest in peace. Yes. Uh, slept so long. 
Best uh, one. Jay Gordon from Orgy, also my favorite. <laughs> and then, uh, what's the Marilyn Manson one? Redeemer. Oh, yeah. That one's actually pretty good. Yeah. So, it's funny because I, again, this was back in the Kazaa days, so you could find the the actual Jonathan Davis versions, which were in the movie, but, like, for legal reasons because of record contracts, he couldn't sing on the album. Yeah. So, that's why they had to have the guest singers, which worked out, I guess, because, like, at least the Forsaken and System songs were popular on the radio. Or maybe even not meant for me, like... And Three you, out of the five. You watched this movie recently, right? I somewhat recently, like a couple months ago. Yeah. Okay. Did you notice that uh, Jonathan Davis? He's was like selling like a, concert tickets. Yeah, a ticket scalper or something. Yeah, he's a ticket scalper. So he got a little cameo. <laughs> um, but all of these, it's funny. Most of these I like because I've heard both versions, and you know, pretty much always I like the Jonathan Davis version better, except for "Slept So Long Without You." The yeah, Jay Gordon from Orgy. I think it's just better. <laughs> Yeah, like, well, Jay Gordon's the best singer yeah, of that so era. Good, he's so yeah. awesome. So yeah, that one definitely. And there are other, there are others. Uh, you know, well, the one I should mention because I'm actually not putting this on my list, but one from the album that I would have on my list is a uh, change from Deftones. That was definitely oh, very big. You're at not the time. putting White Pony on change your in list? the house. I was going to put it in my honorable mentions. Okay, but I'm mentioning that song because it's on. Yeah. This album, and that was a very good one. Change in the House of Flies. But yeah, it was very cool. Um, the Kazaa versions would always have something like, because they don't want people pirating them, so there'd be like talking and weird like stuff looped oh, in yeah. to ruin the song. But I'd listen to it anyway. I'm like, yeah. no, I want to hear Jonathan Davis sing it, not Disturbed. Yeah. Even though that became the big single. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Slept So Long Without You, by far the best. What's uh, The Kidney Thieves, the last song on Ooh, the album see i don't know <laughs> um, uh before i'm dead it says yeah awesome song see, i have that knows album this <laughs> over there somewhere <laughs> i don't want to go get it yeah but yeah so this is my pick but specifically for the lestat songs that jonathan davis wrote and yeah i think the chester bennington one he did a really good job with system actually yeah um and wayne static he did a good job too but i don't know it's the it's, i guess it's the whole new metal era they can't not just yell everything yeah. But the parts when he sings sound really good. It's like, why didn't you sing more? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why do you have to yell every lyric except the chorus they sing? And that's really good. So who does that really whiny song? Body crumbles. What's, who does that? I song? don't know. I'm glad I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> that's on the album. <laughs> oh, and Static X, they had the cold. Oh, yeah. That was oh, their yeah. song that was oh, on and, the and album. Disturbed had that other song. Down the with song, the Sickness. Down with the Sickness there. is on there. Yeah. Album. Lots of stuff on here that was very popular at the time, but like, yeah, the Static X Cold song was actually pretty good. So, yep, yeah, that's my pick: the Five Lestats awesome. by Jonathan right. Davis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're at seven. Yep, we're at seven. So this, I don't know on this one. This one could be weird, but I'm gonna go with Green Day. But I'm gonna <laughs> okay. go with American Idiot. Okay, it's definitely not on my list. I figured it wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> but that was one of those that came out, you know, I had listened to Dookie a whole bunch because a friend of mine was way even more into Green Day than me. You must really like this pop punk thing. Again, a lot of it was that's the music I could listen <laughs> you to. You were allowed to, yeah. I mean, I had a lot of friends that were like skater people and they listened to every one of these bands. So. They yeah. were skater boys. So you said I did have a lot of friends that them. were that's, that's right. I, Avril Avril I said <laughs> see you later to those boys. <laughs> that's what happens. Uh, that's what happens when you have skater boys for friends. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. So yeah, that's one. A lot of it pokes fun at uh, 
what would turn into America's longest war of us going to the Middle East because reasons. Yep. Yes. Yep. And how, well, after people get over there and come back, they realize, well, we're over there fighting because we're over there fighting. Yes. Well, my niece loves Green Day and she loves this album, so. Good. See, I can get along with her then. <laughs> <laughs> is it Gwyneth Anderson? Yeah. All right, there you go. I Artwork by Gwyneth Anderson. Yeah, Green Day is pretty much her favorite uh, favorite band. What uh, What are the top tracks on there? I want to see if I recognize any Other of them. Other than American Idiot. Other than American Idiot. Boulevard of Broken Boulevard. Dreams. Oh, that, Broken I know Dreams. that one, yep. Uh, wake me up when September. Ends. Oh, I know that one too. Yep, I know more than I thought on this. There is Jesus of Suburbia. I don't probably know not I know that, that one. one. Those are probably the biggest ones. I feel like I'd have to hear one. them to know if I know them, but I did from just from the titles. I knew those other two. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yes, I, I'm not totally out of the loop on this one. Not that Green Day is <laughs> like really obscure or anything. Hey. <laughs> I I didn't hate it enough to not know a single song. Okay, on there. So there, so there we go. <laughs> and I knew two of them. There I'm not going to lie. I could have made this this entire list of mine. Music that I like and listen to that will make Rodney think less of me. <laughs> nah. I don't. I'm not that kind of a person. But if, if we were making a list of albums that are like my actual top 10, almost none of these would be on here. Just saying. Well, yeah. well this is with a certain, within a certain the time. Fragile. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but. Yes, so Green Day's American Idiot yep. is your number seven. That's my seven. Okay. Well, we're getting to a point where Paul and I are going to have to start crossing over even, even more. more. <laughs> so, well, should I should I let him cross over first? Well, it's I your, your for I don't know, the next go, so I can, whatever you pick. I'll probably guess we will have nothing in common from here on out. Are you sure about that? I'm very sure about this. I, I think I'm gonna Okay, maybe there may be one. I think on I'll here. hold out again. So I'm gonna go with Smashing Pumpkins Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Yeah, I, it's I, not on my list, but I remember this one. Not, not on my list. Not on your list? It is not. I love okay, this. There you go. <laughs> I right, love just, this album. I just didn't have it on my remembering, list. Remembering uh Simpsons. Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins, Homer Simpson, smiling politely <laughs> when he goes to Hullabalooza. So this is my second copy of this album. But you, you have to rebuy so many albums. People either steal them from me or they get damaged from other people using them. Mm. It happens. Because I'm too nice to people. But in any case, Melancholy is double LP. Nice. Yep. One and two. Very awesome. Most people know Bullet with Butterfly Wings, one of the worst songs on the <laughs> on the entire album. But and yet the one that most people have heard. Yeah, it's it's Which so one is good. It? Um that's the rat in, rat in a cage. cage? One. Okay. <laughs> I was like, is it the rat in a cage song? I was yeah. literally about to ask. Yeah, it's a, this is a very cool album, Despite honestly. All rage. Um my my favorite songs on here I would have to say are In the Arms of Sleep and Bodies. And then by Starlight, which are, that's all the way at the bottom right here. Oh, Farewell and Good Nights. Very good, too. A lot of quiet songs. But yeah, in, in my notes, it's like, worst, bullet with butterfly wings. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was in, well, I was in multiple bands, but one of them was called Mannequin Heads a long time ago. And we had a female singer and we did covers. And one of the covers we did was 1979 from this. And we also did Bodies from this. <laughs> and I don't know. I think this is one of the best albums of the 90s. It is also the earliest thing on my list. 
because it was their active album until late 1998 when they yeah. released Adore, which most everyone dislikes. <laughs> so there you go. This is this is the one. Yeah. Awesome, right. awesome album. Check it out. Top 10 of the 90s at the very least. <laughs> All right. All right. So shall we start the cross crossovers? We're going to have to. Or I could throw one more curveball. No, the curve my cur- no, no curveball yet. Let's do okay, another crossover. A, that okay, one we know for list. sure. Yep. Stabbing Westward, Darkest Days. Definitely on my list. <laughs> Me and Rodney. Yeah, this one I listened I to. I can't remember. I know, I know I have heard it. I so could not tell you The one you probably songs. would have heard would be Save Yourself. This is the one that's okay. sometimes on the radio yep. and yeah. like movie trailers and stuff. Um, I was going to start doing like s- mocking the lyrics to all the things, but I realized it would just be me screaming into the mic. Yeah. Like <laughs> if you try and do it, you're either going to do a little. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were talking about this. We're both like, yep, yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. Like how could it not be on our list? <laughs> like, I this album. I listened to so much in, I want to say 10th grade. It was like for like a third of the entire year. Like not that I didn't listen to anything else, but it was, this was constant. Yeah. yeah. Always listening to it. Um, and I know you have, I don't actually, weirdly enough, I don't know how I got into them. I just kind of did. I think they, they just sometimes appeared. It, it's like, I think I, I was familiar with the save yourself song and I decided to listen to the rest and I really liked this one. So. Yeah. And then we were talking about it recently. My favorite is actually the last song called waking up beside you. Okay. Um, but which is a very good one. But I sent you a video. I actually, my favorite version yeah. is an acoustic version where it was just the guitar player and the singer. And yes. so it's just a duet of them doing it. And it's just a really good version. And again, one of those old, I don't know when it was recorded, but after the album sometime. And it was uh, when I got off Kazaa, you know, <laughs> they just did an acoustic set and it's a really good version. So. Yeah. What do you think of that cover? That weird cover? I tried to draw that once in art class and I didn't oh, did do very you? well. Yeah. Oh, the weird Josh. like statue you with like, an umbrella. Like the cover. This song is very... Oh, that is very cool. All the lyrics are very depressing, all that. Um, seems like a lot of them are like... Oh, I mean, a lot of them breakup are depressing, type yeah. songs. Um, oh, one that's pretty cool. Uh, I guess it was the other single, uh, Sometimes It Hurts. Oh, yeah. And again, it's like... I think You Complete Me got airplay, too. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah. But Sometimes It Hurts, if you ever saw it... Did you ever see the music video? Yeah. He's like wandering around. It's like a weird um, uh, Wizard of Oz type thing. Like he's in a crashed... Oh, you know, hot yeah, air balloon. Yeah, yeah. And there are like little people that are supposed to make the munchkins and stuff. It's you know, really, I, I didn't it's men- so weird. <laughs> it is weird. I didn't mention this at all, but one of the main reasons I got into Smashing Pumpkins, that was oh. before this, yes. it's because of that music video for Tonight Tonight, which specifically is sort of like a pseudo remake of George Meyes' um, silent film, the, <laughs> the one that everyone knows. <laughs> anyway. I don't. Rocket that one a trip the to moon? the moon a trip to oh, the moon okay. the eye with yeah or whatever yeah yeah okay I was like that's okay, now so I do cool that and that's why I like that. that's what that movie <laughs> if this is going to movies very briefly but did you ever see that movie Hugo yeah because he was like or no the adopted daughter was that George yeah these guys whatever uh, daughter that's a good so movie. awesome anyway yeah so darkest days any since this is kind of taking up your yeah, turn it's, too. it's taking up my eight uh yeah the thing i hate i gotta mention uh i heard this because of of duke nukem time to kill on the playstation <laughs> one so i i heard that song it had it plays in the opening sequence and it like it says featuring like in one corner i don't 
I don't want to run upstairs to get PlayStation One games, but it says <laughs> it says like featuring the thing I hate by stabbing westward, like in one corner. It's so ridiculous. I'm like, who's that? What's this? And I bought the game. I was like, this song is awesome, and it, <laughs> I became obsessed ever yeah. since then. I think it makes sense if you like, you know, like Nine Inch Nails. They're not the same, but they're similar they're enough. Similar. Yeah, especially during those eras. So yeah, I think they're closer to early Nine Inch Nails. But yeah, um, is this your favorite Stabbing Westward album? Yeah, I mean, of the four that I know of, yeah, yeah, the four <laughs> like actual Stabbing Westward albums. Yeah, the last one I didn't like as much, except for two songs. I like that good. one, but I, I certainly quieter. Yeah. Well, there's like one song in it that's really good on the the self-titled one, which was the fourth one. It's called Wasted. Yeah. And that's like, I don't know. I, I like that a lot better than all the other songs in the album. Like, man, where did this one come from? Why is yeah. this one so good? And then the other one, the, the single for that album, um, So Far Away, was really good. Too. Yeah. Good yeah. album. Like that band, I do regret. They came to Utah like a year and a half, two years ago. And I just found out, like, I could have gone, but it was like, hey, they're coming here in, like, two days, and it only costs, like, $25. Jeez. I didn't go, because I was like, oh, but I got to work early the next day, so. <laughs> and so now, I'm, on the way here, we were listening to it, I was like, oh, I could have seen these guys for, like, $25. And the crazy thing is, they were broken up for, like, a decade or more. Yeah. And then they got back together, and I could have seen them, and I didn't, because I was being a wiener about work. So Weird. <laughs> that's, so, that's a rumble regret right there, first of all. It's a rumble there. regret. <laughs> no, it's actually nothing to do with the podcast, though. But Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll move to... Uh, Josh's... To mine. Josh's seven seven or eight neither now? Of I think this is eight, right? Eight. This is my eight. Okay. So I'm going to do one. There's a little bit of schadenfreude here, because I know Rodney will experience mm-hmm. discomfort. The Viva no. Rock Vegas soundtrack. I don't know. I what that mentioned was. that when we were talking about this to Josh. <laughs> no, Holly, Holly might appreciate it a little bit. I'm actually going to go uh, with Meteora by Linkin Park. Oh, okay. Wait, which one is? I don't. Is that their second album or their that's first? That's their second. Okay. Oh, I first think one I was Hybrid Theory. That's the one okay. I know. I don't know this other one. Holly likes This is Lincoln one Park, that does so. have. You've probably heard it, and I think they actually for a while had one where you would get both of their albums, which was kind of weird. The Peck. But yeah, like they, that's the one where they have uh, Somewhere I Belong, Breaking the Habit, okay. Nobody's oh, Listening, Numb. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you can tell Rodney's enthusiastic. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily... Oh. I'm not... Like, oh, Linkin Park is the worst. Hey, do you like young, into, but... angry Linkin Park before they had money or newer, softer Linkin Park after they have money? Probably newer, softer Linkin Park, okay. if I were to guess. I like Linkin Park singing were... Jonathan Davis is what yeah, I like. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because <laughs> their, their earlier stuff was much uh, yellier than their newer stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's funny, though, because that System song, going back to My Queen of the Damned, showed that, like, Chester bennington was a really good singer it's just yeah i didn't dig their style in the band but then when he would actually sing like hey he's really good yeah too bad that's only like especially before it's like if he would just <laughs> sing more instead of no. just New yelling that he's about to, to break about Wait, things were they were they the ones that were about to break because they were one step closer to the edge <laughs> yep okay so i am remembering the right one. Yep. okay yep that's, if that's he wasn't exactly always so right. close to breaking, I, if he would just chill out and be a vampire like Lestat, he would be a much better well, singer. Well, people are always on the edge because they have to <laughs> yell about how sad they are. It's true. Oh, there <laughs> actually, there was one Linkin Park song I like, but I don't think it was from that album. I think it was the one before, but it was like a remix, I think. Wait, I, I shouldn't say this without looking it up. But I feel like it was remixed 
Did Jay Gordon ever remix one of their songs? It's possible. They had one, and the music so. video looked like StarCraft, like the Protoss doing stuff. Okay. And it was like... <laughs> I could believe <laughs> what that. What is that Pe- song called? People doing uh, music videos of their early stuff, they tend to get weird. <laughs> I don't know. Makes sense. Okay. I, I'm well, just going to yeah, look this up. You guys be can mine. move along. Okay. Song you Vulcan. like on there? I'm trying to find it. For me? Yeah. I listen to Somewhere I Belong a lot. I was okay. an angsty kid. Where are you now? <laughs> Angsty and suicidal. Not oh, okay. a good combination. Mm. Yeah, it happens. That sounds like Lincoln Park. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Well, it sounds like like the perfect music to listen to if you're feeling that way, I guess I should yeah. say. Yeah. So, What's the song Paul is just going to keep doing that. So I'm <laughs> going to find I'm out. Gonna talk about my number eight, which was also Stabbing Westward Darkest Days. <laughs> oh. So, very cool album, like we stated before. There's not much else to say about it. We ranted for like 10 minutes about that album. Wait, I'm not crazy. Points of Authority, Jay Gordon remix. Okay. Oh, yeah, that was the Linkin Park song I liked, and it was remixed by Jay <laughs> Gordon from Orgy, apparently. Okay, well, no wonder you liked it. <laughs> All right, so so we got my eight out of the way already. Nine. <laughs> Is it to me now? Yeah. Wait a minute. I think I messed up something. Did I list too many things? Oh, no. What about my curveball? So I only have two more, huh? Yeah. Oh, no. Did you list too many things? I think. How many did I write down? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Wait, no. Ten. Uh, sorry. No, no, I'm good. Some of these titles were just... Darkest Days took up two lines because it's longer. The band okay. and, and okay. the album are longer. So I will... Oh, wait, no, I did list too many things. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> what do I pick? Uh, okay, well, I'll just go with, since we keep talking about Jay Gordon, I'm going to go with Orgy Vapor Transmission. Yes. Okay, so there's a crossover here. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and um, put that down. So yes, Jay Gordon, lead singer of Orgy, which we referenced as remixing the Linkin Park song that I actually liked and being the best singer on Queen of the Damned better than Jonathan Davis himself. Um, but yeah, this one, obviously... People would know from this album the the Dreams in Digital song, which was called Fiction. Yep. Um, which was, that was a, you know, outside of their Blue Monday cover from their first album, that would probably be their biggest hit, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's, this is an awesome album. Um, I'm guessing that your parents didn't allow you to buy... Listen to a band named Orgy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I, I love I love fiction. Who doesn't? Um, I love the Odyssey. That's a good one. Yeah, and Eva. Eva. That was that's probably my yeah. favorite. The like weirdly kind of emotional songs, like got someone's mom dying and stuff. Yeah, um, that's very, a very good very one. Good. This was cool. I saw I saw Orgy um, at the the X ninety six Big Ass Show Music Festival when okay. this album was. I don't know if it had come out yet or if it was coming out, but they played. So, I think it wasn't even out yet. I think it was about to come out. And so I went there. I got I got the Vapor Transmission t-shirt, the cover you have right there. I wore that shirt literally into oblivion. <laughs> like, it got so yeah. many holes in it, ripped apart. At some point, I had to just let it go. But that I shows how much I wore I had a Vapor Transmission shirt, too. And, and actually, I, yeah, it was yeah, funny because in, I guess it was junior high, because I want to say eighth grade or ninth. Yeah, junior high, eighth grade. And then into ninth grade is when Vapor Transmission came out. Um, but, uh, some of the kids I went to high school with would always make fun of me for listening to orgy or whatever. Cause they would do the, the glam thing. Yeah. It's like, cool. Oh, you're 
gay because you listen to orgy or something they wear nail polish you must yep. be gay yeah because <laughs> that's that's how teenage boys were back then yep but <laughs> one thing that was nice uh you'll know this guy matt cloward because he's a big yep. movie guy like you uh, i was friends with his younger brother nick and we were going over to their to their house one day and you know as we were walking up his brother was there and he saw my vapor transmission shirt and he's like that is a badass album so I was like okay yeah. good finally somebody that actually likes orgy and isn't going to be a dick about it yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah i talk to matt cloward a lot so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i love vapor transmission as well very cool this this album is like it's got a lot to be fair to the people who were evil and said oh man you're gay because you like orgy <laughs> um that this album does have a lot about like gender acceptance and bisexuality and stuff and <laughs> fashion there's, yeah there's they were a lot. way into fashion they had their own like clothing line and yeah stuff. there's a lot of stuff going on in this album very mm, cool yeah. stuff i think my favorite aside from eva and fiction i liked uh recreation a lot oh that's good that yeah. one's yeah. Possibly my favorite. And then there was the bonus track, Where's Gerald? Yeah. That was a cool one. I bought the the pre-order copy. Does that one have it or no? Um, I'm not sure. It would be the very oh, last yeah, song. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, it does yes, have it? Okay. Similar. Yeah. Some of the earlier copies came with that and then they claimed it was a bonus track. Maybe they just included it with everything later on, but... I don't know. Yeah. That was a really good one. Um, I did hear Eyes Radio Lies on the radio once. Oh, I'm did surprised you? X96 played it because I don't think it was really a single, was it? I guess I don't know what the singles mm, I were. I don't know that it was. Anyway. Very anyway, cool. Orgy. Saw them, <laughs> yeah, play most, not most, but like half of these songs live is very cool. I listened to this album like 20, 30 times on a like vacation once. <laughs> That's all I have to say about it. All right. I bought it and then I went on vacation and I listened to it like over and over basically in the car. So. <laughs> all right. Okay. Does it me for number nine? Yes. All right. Well, I got two big curveballs coming then. Ooh. One signifies just how nerdy I am, and one of them is definitely why my Spotify playlist I have named Diary of a Madman. Okay. So the first one, I'm going to go with one that I listened to for many, many years and still go back to. I am going to Weird Al Running with Scissors. Okay. <laughs> because I am so disturbed after remembering when that came out. Thinking how many times I have listened to that. I could probably right now go all the way through Albuquerque. Oh, yes. <laughs> which, for those of you that don't know, is... 11 minutes long. Yep. Yeah, it's not a, it's not down here, but I do have it. I'm not going to get up again. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but yeah, this is one of those where, you know, Weird Al was... I think pretty much everyone had a moment where they at least listened to him there's i like, don't know anyone that does not yeah. at least know i think there's who he is. one weird al album for each person where they were obsessed with one specific like, yes that one for yeah. me it's the movie uhf which <laughs> yeah. is amazing yeah. <laughs> but this one has the saga begins oh yes <laughs> it's uh, albuquerque it's, yeah i'm gonna have to, i'm gonna have to look it up because they have some great one that albuquerque my baby's in love with eddie vetter yep <laughs> it's all about the Peniums, baby. Oh, yeah, I love that one. <laughs> the Germs one. Germs was cool because it's a oh, yeah. parody of Young Americans by yep. David Bowie, which uh, <laughs> Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails co-wrote with uh, David Bowie. So, Yep. Yep. 
It's a cool album. Oh, uh, Grapefruit Diet, which I really love just because of what it makes fun of, which was another strange song anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Zoot Suit Riot. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Cool stuff. I I like Albuquerque. I used to have it memorized, too. (laughs) I'd probably stumble over it, but I probably could go through most of it. We'll see right now. <laughs> Way back when I was just a little bitty boy living in a box under the stairs of the corner of the basement of the house, house, half a block down, down the street, street from, from Jerry's, Jerry's bait, bait shop. shop. You know the place. You know the place. Anyway, <laughs> so we'll we'll move on. My number nine will also be Orgy's Vapor Transmission. We talked to death about what that album is. Very cool. Big bowl of sauerkraut every <laughs> yes, single morning. It's driving me crazy. Can't stop thinking about Albuquerque <laughs> now. So, unfortunately, Orgy never did a re-release of Al- Weird Al's Albuquerque, which would have been very <laughs> That cool. would be a very amazing song to hear. <laughs> so, my number nine is Orgy's Vapor Transmission. Let's get to Paul's okay. 10 slash 11. 10 slash I'm just wondering because I'm looking at my list. Well, actually, my list, I realized I actually put down 11 as well. Okay, so, well, well, we can do he, 11. So, I did 13th step, right? And then top ten plus one fragile. Um, what else do I have? Uh, what did I do next? I don't know, man. I should have written <laughs> these down. I didn't think it was good. Steps fragile. Um, uh, let's see. We both shared, and then there was Untouchables, Toxicity, Queen of the Damned, Darkest Days, um, Edema. Um, so. I- Counting here, I have 10, but I haven't mentioned two of them. So are we on? That's confusing, but I'm on 10. You're on 10. So am I, did we somehow, when we skipped around, did I get skipped once? That's possible. That could be. Because I feel like I've only mentioned eight that I see Okay, so just name both of them right now. Okay, so (laughs) I'll do my curveball one first, which was uh, the Fury of the Aquabats. Oh! Oh. That was the one that's going to be very different from the rest of mine. uh, Nope. I have charge here. No, it was Fury of the Aquabats over (laughs) there. I predicted incorrectly. (laughs) So the reason I actually probably listened to their their first one, Return of the Aquabats, was just their first album. But I think I listened to the Fury like that had sort of the best because it had some of the best songs from the first one that they like redid for like the Play-Doh. But yeah, it was just such a wacky, weird. I never weirdly enough when they became a TV show, I never saw it. Oh, yeah. But so I listened to them because my siblings had their albums when I was growing up. So, yeah, I was most familiar with the original album. But then this one, yeah, it's they had just such weird songs. Like my favorite is the cat with two heads. And it's oh, like, yeah. it's just so weird. The thing about like, it's a mad science experiment gone wrong. And it's, you know, they have a, yeah, there's the return of the Aquabats. That's what I go. listen to most. Um Oh yeah, that is uh, the return. Yeah, of the it's return. Fury is the blue one, which okay. has a weird connection. Uh, their drummer on that one was the Blink One Eighty Two drummer. <laughs> I guess they went okay. on tour together, and Blink One Eighty Two had to replace their drummer, and they really liked the Aquabats drummer, so they stole him. Weird. So, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, Cat with Two Heads. I like during the middle of the song they start talking about, you know, how it was supposed to be such a great experiment, like because you could pet one kitty's head and then, and then you pet, pet the, the other, other kitty's, kitty's head. Such <laughs> so a yeah, it's this, funny. Does this a... album have Pizza Day? Mm. No, I think that was. Oh, I can't remember. I don't think that's so. the floating eye, right? I, I was, that was going to be my honorable mention was floating eye because that my first concert ever was the Aquabats, and it was when the floating eye of death was coming out. Okay, so I was going back and forth between the fury of the Aquabats and floating eye of death, but 
I went with The Fury of the Aquabats because it had some of my favorites from Return and then also the new stuff like, you know, yeah. the cat with two heads and then Powdered Milkman. It's like oh, a villain. Yeah, powdered Milkman. Powdered Milkman. <laughs> so, <laughs> so weird. Yeah, they're so weird. And then Super Rad was like their most oh, yeah, famous Super song. Rad. And yeah. that's how the album starts. Anyway, so there's that. And then I guess because we're doing, I messed up somewhere. So my 9 and 10. And then my number one, I guess, the one I was saving for last, which took up more than a year of high school for us. We listen to this all the time. Uh, Tool, Lateralis. Okay, so you have a lot to say about this album. So what I'm going to do here is I intentionally did not list this so I could put something else on the <laughs> list. Yeah. Otherwise, it would be on my 10. Yeah, so. Lateralis. We just listened to it so much back then. And it was when I was um, first learning guitar. Like, so we would just learn, my friend and I would learn Lateralis songs. Like, I still love the the intro to Schism. It's really not very hard to play, but people think it sounds cool. Because yeah. you do, like, really quick hammer-ons, like, you know, the yeah. song. Yes, <laughs> but I do. It's, uh, but yeah, it was one of the first time, like songs I learned to play, like, with a friend. Because I would play the bass part and he would play the guitar. And he had a whammy pedal for his uh, effects that you could do that was, like, we thought it was so cool, like duplicating the sound effects that Tool would do. Like you push the pedal down and we saw a, a video on how to do it. Somebody explained they like loved... what you do is you slide this finger down on the bass and then you turn the volume up as you press the whammy pedal down. There's, there's that part in the middle where it goes. But that's how you do it is they by turning the those. volume on and off and hitting the whammy pedal down. So yeah, Lateralis is an amazing album. I've got to say. I was trying to pick a Tool album, but like listening to a lot of them, this one is the most mature and most interesting yeah. album to listen to. <laughs> it's so good. And yeah, it just, it was great for me because it was songs I could actually learn to play um, in the early days. And they're just, a lot of it, like it all holds up pretty well. Yeah. Um, awesome. My, my favorite, I'm going to look. I do Triad? Uh, Parabola? Triad was very cool. Uh, I like Parabola a lot, actually. Um <laughs> But I think The Patient is really cool. Oh, yeah. That's like the third song. Um, the actual song Lateralis itself is pretty great. Yeah. And then uh, one I like is Reflection. Okay. It's a more ambient one. I like it's that. apparently like 11 minutes long. <laughs> yep. And it has an intro before because they did. They would do that with songs like Parabola had Parable. So it's like a three minute intro to the song. Yeah. But like it, Eon Blue Apocalypse. Yeah. The whole... Yeah, the whole album just flows together really well. It's one that's good to listen to, like, in its entirety. Yeah. Instead of cherry-picking songs. And then, yeah, Schism was very good. Uh, that was a good choice for the single, I suppose. But I do like Parabola better. But, yeah. All right. I would say The Patient and, yeah, Parabola probably are my two favorites. So, 10. Oh, what we're going we with my 10? Yeah. Okay. No one's going to guess it. Rodney will, because I, I know what it already. is, but it's weird. Papa Roach. Nope. nope. <laughs> You'll never guess it, Paul. You could sit here for a while and you'd never guess it. I have no idea. Mine is from 2000, Country Grammar by Nelly. <laughs> Nelly? Yes. Is he... It is a rap album. Okay. I've heard of Nelly He's from before. Missouri. Indeed. There's a whole like Southern uh, and rap Nelly thing And Nelly and R. Kelly are not the same no. guy? No, no. Is he not. R. Nelly? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I have listened to this one a lot. It was, I think it was actually his first official studio okay. album. But it really 
is what made him be put on the rap charge. He had classics like uh, Greed, Hate, Envy, St. Louis, Ride With Me, E.I. Yeah, Ride With Me is big. Oh, yeah. That was one of the big ones. I think that one won several awards and everything. Yeah. So, yes. Is he saying you like Nelly better than Outkast? Is that what you're telling me? (laughs) Yeah. You bet. I'm at least familiar with Outkast. They they were the the bombs over Baghdad guys. Indeed. Okay. (laughs) No, I don't know. It was really weird. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, Nelly, I listened to it and I'm like, I kind of like this. It was understandable. It was the first rap album I could say I really liked. Like, I listened to some of uh, Snoop's stuff, his earlier stuff, and yeah. there was stuff, there was, you know, singles that I liked, but this was the first one that, like, whoa, I, I pretty much liked the whole album. That's see, awesome. See, I like Snoop Dogg, so that's <laughs> that's the thing. Like, well, I, do too, I like early Snoop Dogg a lot, but it's like, I like the early Snoop Dogg, so I didn't want to put later Man. on my list. But. I, uh... Anytime Snoop Dogg comes up, I just think of the Monk episode where he's murderous. Oh, yeah. He's like, you know, Adrian, your butt's so tight, you could jam a piece of coal up there and you get a diamond. And Monk gets over, he's like, murderous, that's just not possible. Yeah. Putting a piece of coal up there. He's like, calm down. You know, that's what... Anyway. Yeah. Oh, it's an excellent episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nelly. Yep. All right. And what's your go. number one Monk episode or My number album? one Monk episode <laughs> is... <laughs> <laughs> my 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 other al my thing that is not a crossover. There we go. Uh, Here is where he's busting out Papa Roach after all this time. Nope. <laughs> Floater, Angels in the Flesh, Devils in the Bone. Oh, okay. Amazing stuff. You guys didn't know this was coming up at some point. Nope. Uh, not the- I'm I don't not even know what it is. Enough with Floater. <laughs> okay. I've heard them through other people. <laughs> yep, mostly because of me yep. and a few people I hang out with. So, Floater is a local band from Oregon who never made it super popular, although they did do shows here, and they had some vague radio airplay, but they never got signed on, like, a major label or anything. And this is their transi- they, This is their third album that's kind of a transition from their louder, harder style. My favorite album of theirs is actually Acoustics, but I listen to this one all the time as a teenager, so this is the one that I chose to showcase right here. Amazing, amazing th- stuff. It's sort of like metal mixed with like prog stuff, but it's mm. heavy, heavier than most stuff. It's unlike Dream Theater, actually fun huh, to listen okay. to. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I prefer it vastly to something like Dream Theater. But in any case... Um, I wanted to mention that this yeah, this is an awesome album. There's Medicine Woman, that's that's worth listening to. Uh, Mosquito, very cool, endless. Just oh, and there's a song called The Possum's Funeral, which reminds me of the last song on Phantom of the Paradise. And I thought I'd just mention that <laughs> real quick. Oh. It's like it's almost similar in theme, but there you go, Floater, three-person band, mm. and they get a lot of sound out of being just three wow. people. So, nice. well, what instruments? Cool. Um, just guitar, bass, and drums. Okay. Although Very the drummer basic. does play like um, alternative percussion as well. That's like cool. sometimes, so it's like you know. But okay. Sadly, the drummer died uh, this year, last year, mm. last oh. year, a couple months ago. Anyway, but there you go, Floater. 
very cool band. And that is our 10. So do we want to go through our top 10 and then mention our honorable mentions real quick? We could. I, I'm going to sure. list my list just to make sure these were all on here because I got confused somewhere. Okay. So just the way I had it listed. Aquabats, Fury of the Aquabats, Perfect Circle, 13 Step, Tool, Lateralis, Stabbing Westward, Darkest Days, Corn, Untouchables, Edema, Self-Titled, Orgy Vapor Transmission, Nine Inch Nails, The Fragile, System of the Down, Toxicity, and then the Queen of the Damned uh, soundtrack, I guess, but mainly the five. Yeah, you definitely listed all those. I listed all those, but I didn't list anything else, right? No. Okay, so yeah, it's just somewhere something got screwy. Somewhere you got messed up. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. That's the top ten for Paul. There, What's the top ten for Josh? All right, so mine was Aerosmith, Nine Lives, Nine Inch Nails, The Fragile, Flogging Molly, Drunken Lullabies, Corn, Follow the Leader, The Offspring, Greatest Hits, Blink-182, Enema of the State, Green Day, American Idiot, Linkin Park, Meteora, Weird Al Running with Scissors, and Nelly, Country Grammar. Okay, and I have Aerosmith, Nine Lives, (laughs) Nine Inch Nails, The Fragile, Marcy Playground, Marcy Playground, Corn, Untouchables, System of a Down Toxicity, U2 Pop, Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, and the Infinite Sadness, Stabbing Westward Darkest Days, Orgy Vapor Transmission, and Floater Angels in the Flesh, Devils in the Bone. There you go. <laughs> that was All my right. top ten. Now let's let's briefly mention some... Uh, that'll sound great on the recording. <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure let's, people are still paying attention, that's all. Let's Wake briefly up, mention some uh, honest, uh, like honorable, honorable mention mentions. things here. Right. Well, I, know, I know one I had on here. I actually had, uh, and I can say why I didn't choose it. I actually had uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers Californication. Awesome. Because very iconic, but I've never actually owned it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like, uh, I I would listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but I it took me many, many years to get anything physical <laughs> as far as their music goes. Okay. Um, one I would have done, I was going back and forth, uh, between the two albums, but went with Vapor Transmission, but Orgy Candy Ass, yep. their first uh, one is okay. also very good. I that, considered that a lot. Yeah, I was like, which one do I choose? Overall, I just had more fond memories of Vapor Transmission. But we never considered Punk Static Paranoia. Yeah, well, we did, there's, we both listened to it <laughs> that one night, and there's some good stuff, but it's all also mixed with the, like, yep. <laughs> new metal screamy stuff that wasn't so good for orgy Plus but that. then there was like one song out of nowhere that's like wait this is really good this is like a leftover from vapor oh, transmission yeah. they didn't use <laughs> yeah that uh, the obvious yeah the obvious that's is the so best good. song on that album for sure um but just looking at candy ass you know of course it had blue monday the new order cover and then stitches was a, yes. another single very good and uh, from non-singles i really like social enemies which was the opening song oh, on the that album. sounds awesome uh pantomime Ugh. was a good one all the same uh, the last actually the last four songs on this album are really good all the same pantomime which revival is... which is the jonathan davis yeah, guest star one, one yeah and then dizzy yeah um, so yeah great album very good it's just the middle of the album i don't not like but it's i don't remember as well okay so i went with vapor transmission but yeah definitely an honorable mention So I'm going to talk about the Lost Highway soundtrack. (laughs) This is a ridiculous soundtrack by the uh, it's the David Lynch uh, 
David Lynch film, Lost Highway. So it has, does it have crazy clown time? It does not have crazy <laughs> clown time. It was really fun. <laughs> oh my God. No, it does funny. not have that. It has a classic artist such as David Bowie, Trent Reznor, Nine okay. Inch Nails separately from Trent Reznor, Angelo Badalamenti doing the sound, doing the main soundtrack stuff that's, you know, not just popular music. So the guy who did, uh, most of the Twin Peaks soundtrack, Smashing Pumpkins, uh, Lou Reed is on here doing a cover of Magic Moment, which is th- this Magic Moment, the Drifters song. Very cool. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, there's Marilyn Manson, obviously very famous back then. Rammstein appears on this album. So this is like, this is the late 90s as an album. Yes, it yeah. definitely ridiculous. sounds like it. <laughs> And, and I actually, I heard this at the time and I just, I didn't make, put it on my list, but actually Mandy of the Mannequin Heads, the singer of the Mannequin Heads, the band that I was in, one of the two major bands that I was in, um, she, she loved this album. She talked about it all the time and I heard it a couple times, but I didn't start listening to it until I was older. So anyway, Lost Highway soundtrack, check it out. <laughs> all right. Any other honorable mentions yeah, for you? Yeah, um, do you have any ready, Josh? Or? Oh, I got several on okay. here, but I'm just I'm going gonna to... Go, hold on, I, I'm going to do one because Rodney mentioned Nine Snails, Trent Reznor. Mm. This is the weirdest thing. I told you about it. This is like... I don't even know how to explain this. And this is about a music video, not really an album. Okay. Uh, I told you I had a in my life like one... I don't know if you can call it a paranormal experience. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah. But I will swear... On all my kitties' lives, I'm telling the truth here. This was the weirdest damn it's a lot thing. Of kitties. I have no explanation. It's never happened again. Uh, we saw they were premiering. I don't even know what it was for. What was the music video? Deep, where they're oh, doing yeah. like a bank robbery and get sprayed with ink. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Even, that wasn't. It wasn't on an album, was it? Was it? It just a no, single. No, I think that's a soundtrack. It was a soundtrack. Soundtrack okay. song that's on for something. Some soundtrack. Okay. Well, we saw my friend. Oh, yeah. And I... Speaking of which, before you do that, that's what I was going to say about Lost Highway. The Nine Inch Nails song is the perfect drug. That's where this comes from. Oh, okay. So, cool. Oh, go okay. Ahead. Anyway. All right. So th- we watched the MTV, like, you know, it was after school. We were just there. And, like, here's the live premiere of this Nine Inch Nails video. Yeah. And they get covered in that ink stuff. I swear to you, smell a vision. They were testing it out. Okay. I'm not joking. My friend and I both like looked and we're looking at each other like, what the hell? Like, I can smell that ink stuff that's all over them. It smelled. Do you remember in the 90s Nickelodeon's Gak? Yeah. That goo stuff. The room that we were in in my basement smelled like Gak for the whole music video. The music video ended. The smell went away. It's weird. I'm not joking. Like, it really happened. And it wasn't just me. Like, so either if something was happening, we were both having strokes at the same time or something. Because, <laughs> like, we were both looking at each other like, why is it smelling like this? Like, why that ink that they're covered in, we can smell it. Okay. And, yeah, I, I've i never heard of anything like that happening to anyone else. And it wasn't something like, you know, sometimes you'll look at food on TV and you're like, your taste, your mouth waters and you can remember what it tastes like. Yeah. This was like an out of nowhere. We could both smell that smell. Weird. And then it went away. And then I tried looking the video up later. Nothing happened. Okay. It was only that first broadcast. Okay. So interesting. Very weird Nine Inch Nails experience for me. One time thing happened to one other person. That's it. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, very strange. All right. So mine. Go ahead. Honorable mentions. Okay. The, the reason I had to leave them as an honorable mention is they have several 
albums that I really like, so I couldn't choose one. But I'm actually going to definitely go with one you guys would not have on your list. I'm actually going to go with Bowling for Soup. Okay. Because especially they had four albums that came out during this time period. One's a little later. Yeah. But they had Let's Do It for Johnny, Drunk Enough to Dance, A Hangover You Don't Deserve, and The Great Burrito Extortion Case. Yep. And all of them had at least like three songs that were really awesome to listen to. I knew people who listened to this album a lot, actually. So did I. I might have been one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting but stuff. But yes, they were, they were again one of those, they, they kind of had a same feeling, not as, probably not as good, but that Aquabats where they did a lot of sillier songs and lyrics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I really enjoyed them. <laughs> cool. I'm going to I'm going to have to talk about this one cuz it didn't make my top 10 mostly cuz I don't listen to it that much anymore, but it was a very big deal to me back then. It was a Breach of Trust song for Dying Nations. This is uh, the Canadian release as opposed to the limited US one. And yeah, so Breach of Trust never made it big. They had one and a half albums here. Hmm. Kind oh. of they they were big in Canada. Played by Much Music all the time. I saw like a big special with them. And I'm like, this band is amazing. Oddly enough, their EP from like 1996 or something, Dead Issue, was like the reason I got into them. But I love this album. I coveted it forever. And it was like the first thing I ordered off the internet. So very cool. Check out Breach of Trust. Not that you will be able to purchase the CD yeah. for any reasonable price nowadays. But... They released an album after this with like half of the members gone, and it was not mm. as good. So, what kind of music? I think is I it? might have it's remembered. New them. metal. Okay, but I haven't even heard good. of them, though. It's a good example. Yeah, yeah, because they're like Canadian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very um, cool. One, I was, I wasn't sure if I was going to have this on my mains or not. So, honorable mention would be Video Drone. Oh yes, which was this uh, is what we talked about. Yeah, the band Cradle <laughs> of Thorns. Yeah, like changed into Video Drone. I think it was still like the same members, but. Because they were getting like a record deal with the the corn elementary records, they decided to yeah, rebrand. That's pretty much what I read. So. And yeah. So there were some good songs on there. They had their main was Ty Jonathan Down, which T Y because their singer's name was Ty. And it was yeah. them and Jonathan Davis from Corn. And the music video, they're like running around as FBI agents or something. Okay. So it's kind of like X Files. I don't know. But that was a pretty cool one. Um my favorite was actually like Faceplant number five oh, yeah um, that was cool that one's really good and they did a cover weirdly enough of the pre-corn band lapd which was like a weird sort of i don't know what the hell you would call them they weren't really punk they were they're what the hell were they <laughs> they were something they were proto rap metal okay yeah I, I don't know but <laughs> but they had a song like called jesus which their version was kind of silly but then video drone took it and like made it a serious kind of song and it's pretty yeah. good actually yeah, um, LAPD is interesting. Then, but Video Drone is great. Yeah, they have. Yeah, just the whole album. It's worth. It, it was the only album they released. Definitely worth listening to. I don't even know what you would. What would you describe it as? This says industrial rock slash new metal. It's, I guess that's accurate enough. I would call it closer to industrial. Yeah, than new they metal. Have, they have like the yeah. keyboard player does a lot of like sampling of weird sounds and stuff. Yep. So they have lots of. I like yeah. the keyboard guy, but for some reason he puts that keyboard, that one keyboard way down to the bottom. At the bottom, of, yeah. yeah, it's like a stack of three keyboards and one of them has to like bend over entirely yeah, to play it. it's very funny. So, very <laughs> cool album, especially like just looking at this list, I think the first five songs are probably my favorite. And then second half isn't as good except for the Jesus song, uh, from what I remember. Yeah, 
Very cool. Do you have more honorable mentions? Most of the rest of my list has been pretty much okay. already covered by okay. <laughs> crossover. I have like two that I want to very briefly touch on. So. Yeah. All right. Go so for it. So I've got Moby's Play. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I don't listen to Moby very much anymore, but I listened to Moby, the techno artist, a whole lot back then. So this is a, this is a cool mm. album. It's clearly one of his best ones because everybody knows Southside featuring Gwen Stefani. Oh, yep. Oh, I, I know okay, that one. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. But it's it's just a weird, weird album filled with oddly introspective sort of calmer techno stuff. Very yeah. good album. It's worth, oh, worth checking out. And any other honorable mentions? Yeah, so I just wanted to mention the ones, the albums that we didn't pick from bands we did. Um, Because the one I struggled with a lot was, do I pick Issues or do I pick Untouchables? Yeah. Ultimately, I went Untouchables, but Issues, when that came out, that was a huge deal. Like, Yeah. And not just, it's funny because it still holds up really well today. The Korn's like super groovy pirate ghost mystery. Yep. That is like one of the all-time classic. Oh, I guess they really were pirate ghosts. Yeah, that part. <laughs> and that's the thing, like. Corn was actually good in the episode. Yeah. So it's like, cause you know, a lot of like the Simpsons, a lot of guest stars are terrible. They're just there. Like there's one episode Bart's like, Hey, look, it's Tony Hawk for some reason. And then yeah. he just comes on. Hi, I'm Tony Hawk. Well, it's really stupid. But like for that South Park episode, they had corn just be the Scooby-Doo gang. Oh yeah. And they were actually really funny. But that, what you mentioned is the yeah. best part, part where like, let's see who these pirate ghosts really are. And they disappear. And then Jonathan Davis, uh, oh, oh okay. yeah. I guess they really were pirate ghosts. Yeah, or that uh, the part where they're talking about like, um, you know, you perceived us to be evil. We're really we're just people like trying to play music, and all we of us perceived pirate ghosts, and they were really, were really cotton just cotton swabs. swabs. So I guess we all need to learn to be a little less perceptive. Yeah, yeah that's. that's like, well, I also love they have that part. Oh, are the ghost pirates or pirate ghosts? Well, that depends. Were they were they pirates and then died and became ghosts, ghosts or, or were did they, they become pirates after became... they became ghosts? Yeah. Well, then they would be pirate ghosts. No, ghost pirates, pirate ghosts. And they're all fighting over it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. So the corn I mean, issues discussion just went to us talking about one well, South but that Park was, episode. Well, that's because that was like their big promotion for issues. Because yeah. at the yeah. end, like, you know, all the right, gang they, and I wrote a song about it. And a one, with, and, and a two, and a boom. They'd play Falling Away From Me. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was so good. Um, uh, but like the actual album. Oh, and this ties to follow the leader because... The actual um, Falling Away From Me video starts off at the end of Freak on a Leash uh, music video. Oh, yeah. The animation ends and it turns to real life and then goes to uh, yeah. like a girl's bedroom. Because they did. That was another thing with this album. They did leading up to it like a cover, like cover art contest where people yeah. could submit things. And one of them was like, you know, an abusive house thing. Because the music video is all about like some girl getting beaten by her dad and yeah. stuff. And so they did. And they did like themed music videos for... Also, the Insane Asylum cover. Someone did like corn is like weird zombie monsters in an insane asylum. Yeah. Because there were four different covers. Yeah. And they did that in Make Me Bad, the music video. They were in an insane asylum in our padded yeah. rooms and all that. Very so, cool. That was very cool. And yeah, it had really we, good songs. We also talked about Tools and Emo a little yep, bit. That was another one I was going to mention that was hard to decide because like, <laughs> it has lots of really good songs. But ultimately, ultimately Lateralis is the better, is better album. But, but yeah, like H and... Lots oh, H is awesome. That's Jimmy one of my favorites. Awesome. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Sorry, I just remembered we Nerding used... Nerding out about tool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but we used, like, the message to Harry Manback, the sad-sounding piano music for a video we did in high school. Where we, oh, yeah. We claimed that Jordan had died, but he really hadn't. Awesome. <laughs> it was for a school project. And then, um, let's see. Was there one more that we didn't... Or was it just those two? Oh, the other one would have been... That was also very good. A Perfect Circle, Mare de Nam was good. Oh, yeah, that is good. I yeah. decided, for me, 13th Step was what I listened to more. But, you know, Judith, all the other ones on... Lots of good stuff on that first one. Yep. Um, and then we sort of we touched on Deftones White Pony because oh, relating to Tool Passenger. Just oh my gosh, that yeah. song alone having yeah, Maynard as the guest yeah, singer. Passenger is amazing. Like that and song, White Pony is on its own. an exceptional album. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, Digital Bath was one on oh, there. Yeah, I listened Knife to it. Party. We used to do covers of that. Oh, Antis really? used to do nice covers. And I like the <laughs> they had two versions of it, but the Back to School song because they had the opening yeah. one, but then I actually like the final one on the oh, album, yeah, which is cool. also Back to School, but it's like slower softer version yeah. i owned the album yeah you know Same that here. that album has a uh thing where you put it in the cd-rom and it opens this little like flash game thing where you play pac-man as the white pony horse. oh really yeah i had it, i think i did that too and didn't also have some like files of like them practicing like videos yeah. or something yeah, yeah. okay i had yeah. that album too yeah you can buy modern copies of that still has it on there uh, oh cool one, <laughs> one more thing i wanted to mention if you do you have any more or? i do Okay, uh, I'll I'll say mine. I'll mention uh, Iron Maiden's Brave New World. So I didn't Ooh. I didn't put this on my list. It was a modern album of the time, 1999-2000. But I was not into Iron Maiden during this time. Mm. I got into them later, despite the fact that I owned this album and um, X Factor. I'll just mention here, Iron Maiden's one of my all-time favorite bands. I think people who know me might know that. Yeah. But- <laughs> But yes, I'm a big fan of Iron Maiden. Brave New World is incredible. So, so one I'm going to mention, it's not an album specifically, but just I like during that era, there were some pretty good Beatles covers. Oh, yeah. That bands would do. So there was one. It's a lesser known band. Uh, Godhead. Have you even heard of them? Yep. But they did uh, an Eleanor Rigby cover. Yeah. That I liked quite a bit. Um, one of them is like half good. It was a new metal thing, but the band Spine Shank, they did While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Oh, yeah. And it starts off really well until it gets to the chorus and then... They replaced Beatles singing with new metal screaming, and uh, that's not ooh. not so good. Yeah. Did but the know, song is half good. Did you know that in 1989, U2 covered Helter Skelter for Rattle and Hum? No. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know these U2 facts. <laughs> I did not. Uh, and then one other one. I'm sure there were more. I didn't look them all up, and I'm, I don't know. But uh, the other one I was thinking of is, I guess, just John Lennon specifically, but the When a Perfect Circle did that, like, anti-war album or whatever. The, yeah. What was that called? I can't remember. The Perfect but Circle about, yeah. 3, kind of, but they did the... Yeah. That was like the single from it was uh, Imagine. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Well, I want to I wanna close mine out just by mentioning Panchico Death Metal. <laughs> so this is a band that made... These are teenagers, literal teenagers that were making this album in the UK in their basement with, with a four-track that could only record about 20 or 30 seconds at a time or something. So they had to keep resetting it over and over and then piece together all of that stuff. They did this in their basement and then they released, they printed copies on like on CDRs and then made this cover and then put it in to CD stores saying, would you please carry this? And they just stayed there for like decades. This is (laughs) the year 2000. And then I think it was in 2015 or something. Someone saw this. They're like, what the hell is this? So they purchased it for like a couple bucks. Yeah. Because there was only like three songs on there or something. It was like an EP thing. And Mm -hmm. 
it was it was filled with disc rot. So Ooh. it was Ooh. just disc rot, and they were like, "Well, whatever I can hear on this sounds really awesome. I wish I knew what it was." And so it spawned this decades-long search on the internet to figure out who the hell these people were. <laughs> when one day somebody messaged the singer through Facebook and they're like, how do you know that? Like, we didn't really release the album. It's, in, it's ridiculous that you would have found this out. <laughs> so they, you know, they're like, apparently like thousands of people are looking for us. And so then they released it on oh, Bandcamp. Nice. And so I have the physical CD here. This is very cool because it's a, it's the most time capsule thing ever. Yeah. It sounds like 2000 and their songs are like, you know, with references to like Laputa, the anime. Oh, it's like nice. a bunch of anime related references. Oh, well, the cover and sure is anime. Dune related references. <laughs> <laughs> That's like what they want. That's what That's they funny. liked. Anime and Dune. So if you like anime and Dune and <laughs> okay right. music from the year 2000, there you go, Panchico. Interesting. Huh. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I certainly have not heard of them before. Yep. There you go. But, you know, nobody really heard of them until, like, yeah. 2019. So, <laughs> anyway. I had never heard that story before. So, yeah, there you go. So, this yeah. was fun for us. I'm sorry you have to listen to an hour and 45-ish minutes Oh, wow. Of it. <laughs> Regular episode length bonus-ode. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully so. you, you can relive some stuff from hey, if they're, the long lost days if of If they're youth. in our age range, all right. Yep. There's at so, least a few people going, oh, I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll close it out by um, saying, what is a band that you actually listen to now that's good? And you can't, you can't pick your favorite band, and you cannot pick... I know everyone's favorite band here is Careless Juja, so we can't, oh, we yeah. can't pick Careless <laughs> Juja. Can't talk about Professor Layton and the Bay Harbor Butcher, which you can find on Bandcamp. Yeah. <laughs> it's got Tyrion on it. Yep. So... Um, I know it's our favorite, but let's let's list something else. It's not our favorite. <laughs> Come up with something. Yeah. Like stuff we listen to now that's stuff not... Stuff that uh, you listen to now. Stuff that you actually listen to. This stuff, I mean, so, you probably yeah. listen to it sometimes. Uh, my Going back to... I mentioned a couple times how I like, you know, with um, with Darkest Days, how I my favorite song is Waking Up Beside You, but the acoustic version I like, you know, yeah. even better. And same thing with that System of Down acoustic roulette yeah. that's not actually on the album. Um, so I, I've grown to really like acoustic stuff a lot. So for me, uh, these days, like my, one of my favorite albums that's come out in the past few years, it's a live album, um, from Aha. Yeah. It's called Summer Solstice. Okay. Where they do like hits from, you know, throughout their, you know, long career since like 84 or something like that. Uh, but they do acoustic versions of all of them and everybody, if you saw the Deadpool movie, they have the their version, the Take On Me acoustic. Yeah. They have it during the scene where Deadpool is talking to his dead girlfriend or something like that. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I've, anyway, that's how that sort of became popular. But that was from their live performance of, you know, okay. that Summer Solstice thing. And they also had a few other cool things. Like they had uh, Ian McCulloch from Echo and the Bunnymen. Okay. And yeah. they did um, The Killing Moon live because yeah. that's ian mccullough's favorite song so okay there's lots of good stuff on there they also did the coolest i thought was they did a song from before aha called uh socks of the fox that okay. was never released and morton harkett he says it on the album because it's like him talking to the crowd how he was, he was begging the other two for them to do it for 30 years and they finally gave in okay for the acoustic side and it's a really good song 
So cool. Yeah, that's my favorite current or like semi recent album that I listen to. Okay. What's something you listen to that yeah. you've, <laughs> you know, something you actually would be into nowadays? So st- stuff that I've uh, listened to and readily listened to. Doesn't doesn't matter. I know I know you listen to a lot of Lawrence Welk, but you well, know. I mean, obviously, why would you <laughs> not? Oh, I'm trying to look, and literally, <laughs> it is all over the place with my musical taste. Well, just what's something you're into? Ace of Base. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, let's go. Uh, Fallout Boy and Five Seconds of Summer. <laughs> okay, that's interesting because they were recently played. I typically listen to a lot of classic rock stuff like the Kinks or Queen, but yeah, I'm also ACDC. Yeah, I'm I'm also into like funk and soul and stuff. I like Parliament, Parliament hmm. Funkadelic with George Clinton. Indeed, <laughs> <laughs> he was in a it was House Party, right? Yeah, yeah, and sixties girl groups like the Ronettes and the Crystals and stuff. I I like a lot of I like a lot of music, a lot of weird things. So there you go. <laughs> anyway. We'll we'll finally bid you adios tonight, and (laughs) we will catch you later, I suppose, and hopefully it will be a real episode. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Contact us at rentalstorerumble at gmail.com for questions, comments, hanging out, or requests for an episode. You can find us on Facebook as rental.rumble, Twitter at rentalrumble, Instagram at rentalstorerumble, as well as on Slasher and rentalstorerumble.blogspot.com. Check us out on all the podcast platforms as well as anchor.fm slash rental-store-rumble. Music by me and cover art by Gwyneth Anderson. Keep drinking that Tranya. <laughs> <laughs>